On this St. Patrick's Day at 7.45 in the morning, it's time for a wine chat with Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Jack. Top of the morning. Top of the <laughs> Oh, my. Well, you're 100%, aren't you? 100%. And, and for Christmas this year, I got one of those DNA testing kits oh, yes. from one of my sons. And it proved it that when the DNA came back, we're 96% uh, Irish and 4% miscellaneous. So I guess that <laughs> that's pretty Irish. I guess it is. Well, what uh, what well, are we going to talk about today? Talk, what would an Irishman talk about on St. Patrick's Day? But pairing wine with Irish food or talking about Irish spirits? Uh, you know, the Irish... I uh, love to tell the world, which is true, they really an- invented whiskey. At least if they didn't invent it, they named it Uskaba. It's from the old Irish, and whiskey. the word whiskey came from that old Irish Uskaba. And, of course, uh, you know, the St. Patrick's Day, wonderful thing. You know, St. Patrick used the shamrock, and the reason the shamrock is part of St. Patrick's Day is he was a... Uh, noble Roman who was kidnapped as a slave and was in Ireland for a long time, seven or eight years as a slave, and he escaped and got went back home and became a priest and then a bishop and went back to convert the people who enslaved him. And he used that uh, shamrock as a symbol of the Trinity, that there are three people, you know, God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost type of thing. Well, I use it often when I lecture on wine because there's three kinds of wines, red, white, and rosé. And in the whiskey business, there's three things that comprise it, or the liquor business, beer, wine, and spirits. So we owe a lot to those shamrocks, at least the Irish do. You know, when you're having Irish food, and Irish food is kind of interesting. Everybody thinks of corned beef and cabbage. Well, corned beef and cabbage was really unheard of until the 50s when people started to afford to go back to Ireland in the, after World War II, and they didn't want corned beef and cabbage. They never heard of it. Corned beef and cabbage was kind of invented in New York. The Jewish delicatessens sold corned beef, and the Irish, that reminded them a little bit of the brisket they got at home, and so they would cook up that brisket and throw in cabbage and potatoes with it, and thus corned beef and cabbage was born. And, uh, you know, don't we love corned beef and cabbage? Another great uh, Irish dish, in my opinion, is something called Colcannon. Colcannon is an Irishman's dream. It's mashed potatoes with cabbage in it. And you can put also ham or bacon uh, into the Colcannon. Sometimes they even put cod into the Colcannon. Basically, the fishing countries where cod is a big uh, import, or big catch like Portugal and Ireland, the Portuguese have the same thing. They don't call it colcannon, but they use it and put cod. And But you, when you put cod in there with cabbage and mashed potatoes, I'm telling you, it is a delicious thing. And then you might wonder about Irish stew. Well, Irish stew is generally made, the classic one is made with Guinness. However, you can make it with a, a good, robust red wine, and it's quite delicious. In fact, in Ireland, you get Mutton stew. They, they, uh, a mutton is a, a full-grown lamb uh, or a sheep, and mutton stew is really delicious. Lamb, of course, is a little more tender, etc. And mutton, some people say, 
is an acquired taste. And with uh, mutton, why not have a, a Bordeaux with that mutton stew of Bordeaux? Because, you know, Bordeaux was a big, big supplier of wines to Ireland, still is, as a matter of fact. It's the most popular red wine in Ireland. And, of course, the Irish uh, we're always kind of smart businessmen. You see the great names of Bordeaux, Leoville Barton, Lynch Bosch, Phelan Segur, Kerwan, Leoville Pofier. Those are all French names, French, or, I'm sorry, Irish names on French properties in Bordeaux. And the reason being is those Irishmen went over to France many years ago and started these vineyards. In, and as a matter of fact, the one, Lynch Bosch, is my absolute favorite. Uh, Pouillac, more so than Lafitte or Mouton, uh, I think Lynch Bage is that good. So that, that's been, again, something that the Irish do and do very well. And uh, you could also have a, a wonderful uh, northern Burgundy, like a Nuit Saint-Georges, uh, would be good with that mutton stew. Uh, a light red like a Merlot would be good with bangers and mash. Now, bangers and mash are sausages and ma- potatoes. Kind of the potatoes are cooked all sorts of different ways in bangers and mash. Usually it, it's kind of a, a browned oven potato that's mashed. And uh, that's the classic one anyway in bangers and mash. Bangers and mash would be a light red wine, something I think like a um, maybe a Merlot would be very, very good. You know, shepherd's pie. We talk about shepherd's pie when we use our Thanksgiving leftovers, but it's a very popular dish. It's usually ground lamb. Uh, and then it's covered with that ground lamb, uh, covered with mashed potatoes, and then the whole thing is covered with a beef gravy. And that shepherd's pie is delicious. And again, I think uh, a, a Bordeaux would be a very nice wine to have with that. Even a northern Burgundy wouldn't be too bad. And a Cabernet would be delicious. Fish and chips is a very, very popular dish, again, because they catch so much cod in Ireland, etc., uh, cod is, uh, you know, generally the main fish in fish and chips. Although today, almost any fish can be breaded, fried, and put in on fish and chips. With that, I'd have a riesling or perhaps a pinot grigio. Another great wine with fish and chips is an often overlooked wine from Spain called Albarino. Albarino is a delicious white wine from Spain, and I'll never forget once we were in a restaurant in Dublin. And we had the proprietor suggested Sancerre with the fish and chips. And maybe it was the day in Ireland, and a sunny day, which they don't get a whole lot of. And we were sitting outside on the patio at this pub having fish and chips. That Sancerre went awfully well with them. But I think a classic Riesling or a Pinot Grigio would often be the better wine to have with it. Another thing... If you want to talk about Irish wines and wearing in the green, would be green wine. There's green wine from Portugal. It's called Vino Verde. It's a light white wine, very easy, uh, low in alcohol, a pleasant wine. It's a wonderful wine to welcome spring, and it wouldn't be too bad uh, with fish and chips either. And then you have a green wine. It is, actually isn't color green. The reason they call it green wine is when you put it on your tongue, the heat of your tongue causes secondary fermentation, and you'll feel a little perilt or spritz on the end of your tongue from that Vino Verde. Another wine is Gultner Veltner. That's green Veltner. That's a, a very popular wine in Austria. 
And uh, Gautner Veltner, again, wouldn't be bad with fish and chips, and you're drinking green wine. Uh, with corned beef and cabbage, as I said, I think uh, uh, a wine, if you don't want to have Riesling or that, uh, why not maybe, and you want a red wine, why not try a soft uh, red wine, like a Santenay from uh, Burgundy would be very good. Uh, Santenay is 100% Pinot Noir, as all Burgundies are. We have one right now, uh, Andre Goshek, uh, that is about $25 a bottle. It would be absolutely delicious with corned beef and cabbage. And, of course, if, uh, you know, Guinness is very popular. Have Guinness with any of the Irish food, and it goes fairly well, according, according to my Irish friends. And then, of course, there's a great love of Irish whiskey. I've told the story often that Irish whiskey, before Prohibition in the United States, outsold Scotch whiskey about 100 to 1. I mean, it was just incredible. Nobody drank Scotch whiskey. But at the end of Prohibition, old Joe Kennedy, uh, the father of President John Kennedy, uh, had in New York Harbor four uh, container loads of our boats that were full of Dewar Scotch. And that's why Dewar's is so popular in New York, and it was released then, and of course, even today, with Irish whiskey gaining a big, big share of market, it, a Scotch whiskey still outsells it about 20 to 1. But in the last 5, 10 years, it's really changed because Irish whiskey has become very popular. There's three types of Irish whiskey. Single malt, which is distilled in a pot still. Tullamore Dew would be a good example of that, the 12-year-old. Then there's single pot uh Irish whiskey, uh, Red Breast or John Powers would be that. And then there's blended one, and that's the most popular, you know, Bushmills, Jameson, etc. And, of course, Irish coffee, that's another American invention, invented in San Francisco many, many years ago. And that's very, very popular. Of course, a wonderful way, a little rough to start a morning with Irish coffee, but... You could do that today. In fact, what do they say? If you're going to drink all day, you have to start in the morning. <laughs> but, <laughs> Some folks here are raising their hand. Yeah, we'll have an yeah, Irish coffee here. There okay. you go. And then, of course, a great contribution that the Irish made was Irish cream liqueur. Now, there's all sorts of cream liqueurs made all over the world. But that is a very popular thing. And as a matter of fact, that Irish cream liqueur became so popular, it really changed the taste in America for after-dinner liqueurs, they used to be popular, you know, Kahlua, Tia Maria, Benedictine, Drambuie, etc. Uh, when the Irish cream came in, it just stopped those others in their tracks. We, they're still sold, of course, and they still sell lots of it around the country, but not like they did 35 years ago before they introduced Irish cream. So we have a lot to be thankful for for those Irish, especially in the spirits field, uh, what was... Uh, beer, whiskey, uskabai, uh, cream liqueurs, Irish whiskey, and, and not much wine, but at least they were in the wine business. And uh, as I mentioned about the Bordelais and that were Irish, uh, one in this country was the Concanon family. They were financed by another Irishman who was none other than the Archbishop of Mexico in the, at the turn of the uh, last century, about 1896 or something like that. Uh, he, the Archbishop gave him enough money to go up Northern California and open up the Concanon Vineyards. So there's a lot of Irish in the spirits business, and there's a lot of wonderful things to think about and eat 
and celebrate on this day where everybody, everybody is Irish. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, as usual, Jack, you've given us a whole lot of ideas. You stop in to any one of the Haskell's locations. I tell the folks you heard, Jack, and, and they'll help you out. Indeed, they will. And, you know, I forgot to mention, what? speaking of the Irish, you on your trip to Sonoma are yes. going to go to the McMurray Ranch, another Irishman who uh, lent his name to wines. Uh, McMurray Ranch is on, on now owned by Gallo, but it's a wonderful place to visit, and they make pretty good wines. Excellent. The folks at Haskell's will help you celebrate your St. Patrick's Day, whether you need Irish whiskey or wine or uh, even visit one of our delis to get some cheddar cheese from uh, Ireland. They also make pretty good cheddar cheese in Ireland. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big, big dollars on wine on this uh, wearing of the green day. There's Haskell's in Bloomington, Shanhassen. There's a Haskell's right in downtown Excelsior. In Fairbolt, right off of 35, Maple Grove, our super seller, is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, there's free parking on a Saturday, and also you might want to visit our wine bar in downtown Minneapolis on 7th Street, Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to haskells.com. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website, or go to wcco.com slash wine, and it too will take you to the Haskell's website. And faith in Bigora, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. <laughs> and to you, Jack. Thank you so Thank much. You. We'll talk one week from today. I'm going to look forward to it. Thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's on this St. Patrick's Day.